of your sweetie, I don't blame you. No, I don't blame you, cause I love mine. But if you're gonna brag, I wanna tell you, I've got to tell you to get in line. Now you talk about your this week's old Kaiser show with Ruth Edding, and let's talk about my sweetie, then Red Norvo, and uh, Make Estelle. 
and they sang, well, she sang, The Broken Record. This is your Kaiser Radio show. So happy that the, this 2021, the new decade, has officially begun. That's right. <laughs> we are now in the Roaring Twenties. For me, that is the second time around. <laughs> I wonder if Coolidge will run in 24. You know, after last week's show, after the, uh, the New Year's Eve uh, radio extravaganza that you heard, we, we had a wild bash in the bunker, like we do every year. <laughs> Lots of intoxication and revelry and devilish misbehavior. Uh, fortunately, unlike in previous years, there were a minimum of injuries requiring hospitalization, and thankfully no reported deaths. But there, there are a few bodygoers who have not returned calls over the past week, so we, we haven't yet established a complete survivor count. We're working on it. One thing I want to talk to you about, because I like, I like to address subjects of interest to the lay listener. Now, you're not a veteran, award-deserving award professional radio broadcaster like me. Your life is probably pretty boring and uneventful. Now, that doesn't mean that we, you and me, don't have certain things in common. One of those bonds is what the ancient Roman philosopher Jacobus Silbertius, he's from the city-state of Hobokium, called the stages of garbage. Well, there was a lot of it after our New Year's Eve blowout, so I was ruminating about the stages of garbage. Now, when garbage starts out, it's not garbage. It's something useful. But after it is used, there is residue or waste. Something is left over, and it's not useful. That is called garbage. The word is derived from the Latin pergamentum in it, which means stuff consisting of crap to throw in the street, because that's where the ancient Latins discarded their garbage. They just tossed it out the window. This led to disease and epidemics, and it destroyed their civilization. That's why nobody speaks Latin anymore. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Well, now, after useful matter becomes garbage, it is placed in receptacles called garbage cans or bins. That's the first stage of garbage. When that can becomes full, you remove the garbage and you put it in a bag. That's the next stage. Then the garbage in the bag is moved out to the hallway. That's the following stage. And you leave it there. Maybe you, maybe someone else will move it to the next stage. However, it should not stay at that stage too long because it will begin to smell. Stench is the next stage of garbage. Eventually, the bag is moved outdoors and placed into a larger receptacle. That's almost the final stage. At this point, you should thank that garbage for its service. A simple benediction will suffice. Don't, don't go overboard. It's, it's garbage. It can't hear you. Say thanks, because you might not see it again. Now, soon, it is taken away by teams of professional garbage technicians who are employed by the municipalities. That's the final stage of garbage, as far as you're concerned. Now, there are other stages, but you've done your part. After that, the stages get really severe. You don't want to know about it here. Well, speaking of garbage, <laughs> sorry, I was going to introduce Gus Bodenheim. Well, anyway, uh, Gus Bodenheim is here to uh, announce another new sponsor for the Old Codger Radio Show. Here's Gus Bodenheim for Der Barton Solutions. Hello. What say you and I have a little heart-to-heart? Come along. What's your problem, hmm? What is it that's ailing you? Dilemma? Conundrum? Quandary, perhaps? Predicament? Double bind? Catch 22 or even 23? Well, pack up your troubles in your old kit bag and pass them all to Del Barton Solutions, where your prob is no prob. You see, we specialize in weighty matters. Here, we pride ourselves on sheathing swords of Damocles, on deftly catching the other shoe and placing it discreetly out of earshot. Our team of experts can untangle, facilitate, demystify, minimize, formulate, distill, maximize, delineate, disembowel, defenestrate, extirpate, decimate, and terminate with extreme prejudice. Our process is proven. We've painstakingly perfected this one crazy trick, which supports wellness and facilitates positive outcomes. Trust us if you want justice. 
peer-reviewed, board-certified, and guaranteed to put what's eating you on a starvation diet. Impossible? Hardly. Ridiculous? I know you are, but what am I? Dubious? Now you're beginning to annoy me. See, we offer more than just coping mechanisms or facile workarounds. Adele Barton Solutions stays solutionized. Once done, it cannot be undone. Second thoughts? Think again. Again. Here, the moving finger writes and having ripped points as if to say, Look, I wrote that. Sure, the solutions of our competitors might be smarter, cheaper, or deeper. But our solutions are final. Come to Del Barton. Everyone knows that I'm joyful, so 
joyful. Yes, joyful. Everyone sees that I'm cheerful, as cheerful as can be.
Supercalifragilistic, espialidogist. Supercalifragilistic, espialidogist. First you count and breathe till ten, and then you say it over again. It's supercalifragilistic, espialidogist. It's a magic word I first heard when I was in Canton. That's the word Aladdin used when he would rub his lantern. So get out your dictionary at the longest word in history. Supercalifragilistic, espialidogist. Take a breath. Four, five, six. Take a breath. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Take a deep breath. Here it goes. It's supercalifragilistic. Espialidogist. Supercalifragilistic. Espialidogist. First you count and breathe till ten, and then you say it over again. It's supercalifragilistic. It's a magic word I first heard when I was in Canton. That's the word Aladdin used when he would rub his lantern. So get out your dictionary, add the longest word in history. Supercalifragilistic, espialidogist. Okay, I'm going to recap that fine set of music that we just heard here on the Earl Codger Show. That's me, the Earl Codger, on WFMU. We started with Desi Arnaz, E. Sue Orchestra, and Tico Tico. Uh, the Trick Sisters did I'm Crazy Over You. Then we heard the dulcet tones, the dulcet playful tones of Helen Kane with Do Something. And finally, Alan Holmes and the New Tones did a super... Califagilistic S.P. Just Sorry if I mispronounced that. I'm not fluent in Norwegian. Anyway, it's a new year, and like every new year, I do two things. I resolve to change the sheets and to get a blood test. Not at the same time or at the same place. These, these two things are, are, in fact, unrelated. Well, the changing of the sheets has been d- delayed. For a few weeks, but I'll be sure and let you know when it happens, because uh, I want you to know that I'm a man of my word. I plan to announce when it happens by way of uh, sending out postcards. So if you want one to know that the sheets have been changed, give Lola Bell, Pancake, my playlist administrator, give her your home address. You can write it on the computer in the, in the playlist. She's she's administering that, and we we were promised to keep. Your home address, confidential. <laughs> we, we will not use it for junk mail. Though I can't promise that Gus Bodenheim won't show up and ask to spend the night on your couch. He does that. Ready? Well, but as, as for my blood test, I got the results today, and there was no surprise. It's red, and it's hot, and that's all you need to know about my health. And now, let's get back to the music. Cobwebs in your head. You're getting rusty, so you said. 
you're feeling badly and everything looks great. You're getting worried, yes indeed. I know exactly what you need. A little sunshine will make you feel okay. Give the blues a chase. Find the sunny place. Go and paint your face with sunshine. Pay your doctor bills. Throw away his pills. You can cure your ills with sunshine. Why don't you take your teardrops one by one before it gets too late? Hang them up out in the sun and they'll evaporate when the trouble starts. Pounding at your heart, rub the injured part with sunshine.
will have a terrible falling out. No one at the barber's ball will know what it's all about. They'll hear a shot and see you duck, and when the smoke is cleared away, then the band will crawl from behind the stand, and then you'll hear me say, when I get home, I'm gonna change my lock and key. When you get home, you'll find an awful change in me. If I don't change my mind, another thing you will find that your baby maybe has got another baby on the pole line. You did your stuff, so get yourself another home. I stood it long enough, so pack your little trunk and roam. I used to love you once, but you took and made a fool out of me. All when I get home, I'm gonna change this old lock and key. Take off that suit. I bought you. Give me that hat and that red vest too. Take off my watch. Give me my ring. I want them shoes and everything. You just got to be the lady's squeeze. Well, let them squeeze you in your BVD. If you say much, I'll shoot them all. I'll shoot them all if I hear you call. Cause when I get home, I'm gonna change my lock and key. When you get home, you'll find place where home used to be. And if I don't change my mind, another thing you will find, that your baby maybe has got another baby just as good in time. You cheated on me, and that's the thing that made me so. Get myself another dose. As far as my concern, you're a gypsy, you're homeless as a flea. Cause when I get home, I'm gonna change my lock and key. Believe me. <laughs> Just too bad when I talk. 
I'm young, fly and bold. The way I love can't be told. When I kiss, I don't miss. You're bound to fall. And that ain't all. I've got a way all of my own. The other boys, they can't catch on. But it ain't nothing to it, just the way I do it. I mean, it's just too bad, I say. I mean, it's just too bad. So the music started out with uh, whispering Jack Smith, and he sang a song called Sunshine. Uh, Duke Ellington on the piano with a Swampy River, then Bessie Smith, and she was accompanied on the piano by the great James P. Johnson, and they did Lock and Key. Then we heard the Peppers. The Peppers were uh, Alphonsus, A.G., and Baxter White. They were singing uh, with the guitar and the ukulele, recorded in Chicago in 1927, and the song was called I mean, it's just too bad. And finally, we finished up with the Happy Pals Stomp by Roy Johnson's Happy Pals here on the Old Codger Radio Show on WFMU. Well, as you know, the Old Codger Radio Show is made possible by funding. Well, we're trying to attract new sponsors for 2021. And right now, we're going to air a commercial for a new product. It's called Cocoa Malt. Now, this is unpaid advertising. They're getting this airtime for free. It's an incentive. 
Lola Bear Pancake, she's the head of advertising for the Okada Show. She's been uh, in talking with the uh, Coco Mart head of marketing about buying sponsorship time on the old Codger radio show. Well, the, the Cocoa Mart people said they wanted to do a test run. So they gave us this commercial to play on the radio, and they want to see if there was a spike in consumer demand for their product, Cocoa Mart. So after we had this commercial, if cans of Cocoa Mart are swept off the shelves by customers at grocery stores over the next few days, the Cocoa Mart company will pay for the next commercial. Let's hope. Anyway, but I also need to add here that Rummy Del Barton wanted me to issue a disclaimer that Rummy says Coco Malt is not in any way affiliated with any division of Del Barton Industries. In fact, he wanted you to know that Del Barton Kitchens is developing a rival product. It will not contain cocoa, you know, chocolate. It, it will instead contain a powdered derivative of the coca plant. Uh, Rummy is, is currently arranging his supply chain from certain cartels in South America, and he says that he wants me to tell you that he needs help. So, if you speak Spanish, please contact Rummy. He's uh, interviewing for translators. He needs uh, drivers, so he would drive trucks, and what he calls facilitators. Now, there may be some travel involved, and he says that proficiency with firearms is considered a plus, and the job also includes uh, benefits, including full burial insurance. So, contact Rummy, he'll give you all the details. Anyway, here, here is the free commercial. Yes, the first one is free. If your children are active on the move from morning till night, you can realize what a responsibility it places on the food they eat to provide the necessary energy and also to help them fill out as they grow tall. Coca Malt is recognized today as a delicious, easy way to help build up children into strong, sturdy men and women. Thousands of women write telling of the wonderful success of Coca Malt. For instance, Mrs. Marion Dalton, Brooklyn, New York, says, quote, My little Jimmy was very thin and frail. The nurse in his school told me about Coca Malt, and so I bought a can. Now he's so husky, my friends hardly recognize him. Mrs. G.F. Doak, Elmhurst, Illinois, wrote, I used to ask myself, What can I do about Diana? She's growing so fast and as thin as a rail. But when I began giving her cocoa malt, she gained weight and became real sturdy. Now, mothers, while it is impossible to promise that cocoa malt will benefit every child, it has been so helpful to so many that we feel you should try it for your children. Serve cocoa malt regularly at mealtime. Get a can tomorrow at your nearest grocery, drug, or department store. Cocoa malt, spelled C-O-C-O-M-A-L-T, is sold in one-half pound, one pound, and the economical five-pound hospital size. Well, that was that free advertisement for Cocoa Malt. Hope they sell a lot of product. And the next one they pay for, the ad, that is. Cocoa Malt is the kind of product, you know, watery, sugary beverages. It's essentially a chemical milkshake. It passed off as nutritious food. This is the kind of product that this program, Your Codger Show, can proudly stand behind. I'm still offended that candy cigarettes were taken off of grocery store shelves. For generations, they helped children transition to adulthood. All this crap about save the children. I've had enough of it. And so have you. That's why I'm on the radio. To look out for your best interests. You can count on me. I I play great music. And I'm your moral compass. So, here's here's a little song for children. Have them listen to it. It will help them transition to adulthood. so sound. Give me what you promised me before you lay down. I could get my tune in. Only thing I love. Make you weep like a willow, sling snot like a take dove. I got a gal and the kid lives out on the hill. She got good tuning, served to the one she made will. She got good tuning. I'm a fool about my yam, yam, yam. Get my yam, 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 I'm going back down Alabama. 
Lock up in your bed and sit down in my lap. Sit one side. I forgot to tell you I had to clap your hand together, Charlie. Charlie, why have you been so long? I've been out in Tennessee and I couldn't stay there very long. Trying to learn how to truck. A bar fell on this morning like the bus in one of my nut house for crazy folks. Folks got sense, don't go down. And all the friends that I had and shook hands and left down. I got a gal and the kid playing deep and dumb. A movement that will help her make a dead man. Come on out my window. Don't knock on my door. And I done told you two, three times, don't want you no more. I run in your baby cause I done got kind of sick. Ain't nothing ill, my stomach is something wrong with my Dixie Dam was a camp in Georgia. You can't stay there very long. All the friends I had done shook hands and gone. I hear the voice I don't want a soul to miss. I've been taking chatty girl. I've got to go outside and shut your mouth, boy. Both of us can't talk at once. And I done told you two, three times, I don't want no junk.
I've got a song for sad folks who've had their ups and downs. I'd like to turn them all into glad folks, drive away their frown. I've had my losses, you bet, but I've got plenty yet. I've got the birds, I've got the trees. You can't be poor with things like these. And if I didn't have a blessed thing more, that's something to be thankful for. I've got the sun, the moon above. I've got my health and friends I love. And if I didn't have a blessed thing more, that's something to be thankful for. As long as I can stretch and yawn to the music of the dawn, singing, wake up, carry on, <laughs> I'm glad I'm living. I've got someone to share my luck, who's satisfied with what I've got. And if I didn't have a blessed thing more, that's something to be thankful for. And I'm not too thin, not too fat, not too round, and not too flat. I've got what I've got, and I'm glad it ain't more, and that's something to be thankful for. I've got my pep, and I can still enjoy that well-known certain thrill. I'm getting enough, and I can still ask for more, and that's something to be thankful for. My man keeps me satisfied. What I like, I'm not denied. And if he wants to cheat a little bit on the side, it's all right with me, I let him. <laughs> he should live so. And at any time, he don't make good. I mean in doing the things a good man should. I've got the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. And that's something to be thankful for. Well, another old radio show is coming to a close. We heard uh, Jesse James, and he sang a little song for the kids called Sweet Petunia. Then Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra gave us the Kansas City Shopper. We heard uh, saw something called Gramercy Square by Red Norvo. Then Memphis Slim and his house rockers did the guitar cha-cha-cha. And finally, my beloved Sophie Tucker, with uh, that's something to be thankful for. Well, this is your cards. I'll be back next week on the radio on WFMU. Uh, stick around, because what you'll hear next, you'll hear Hardy White next. And I hope you do listen, because uh, Hardy mentioned to me earlier uh, that in today's show, he's going to do one hour of Joe Penner impressions. Yes, Hardy, Hardy's 103 years old, just a kid, uh, but, but he heard Penner back in the day, back in the 1930s, and he remembers him well. Uh, Hardy recalls the day that Penner went blue and started improvising limericks around the word duck. I missed that show. I was on a secret rendezvous with Mildred Bailey. We were playing Strip Parcheesi. Anyway, this is WFMU, East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, in New York City, and Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and, and online at WFMU.org. And now, the Old Codger Radio Network shines off the air. Good night. Some programs and portions of programs presented by this station are recorded. The entire broadcast schedule is a copyrighted original compilation work. No recording, retransmission, or other use may be made without the express prior written consent. Good night. You can't stay on one subject very long, can you? You jump from one thing to the next. You've just started the show and you've already done it. Have I? Well, I forget things from one moment to the next. What a strange relationship you have with time. Yes, our parents were cousins. I do jump from one thing to the next because the world changes so much. Don't you ever plan things? Well, planning can get you into trouble. So no, not... Always do I plan things because, like I said, planning in a changing world is problematic. 
Let's say you go to the airport, and I see this a lot at airports. People will plan a trip, and they will go to get on the airplane, and the flight has been canceled or postponed. And they say, this can't be. I've got plans. I land the airplane. I go to the hotel, all that stuff. That's where you went wrong. So you plan something contingent on that first very important thing, which, and it seems to me, is a very problematic uh, and uh, miraculous occurrence, the flight of metal like that. Like, why would the plane fly in the first place? It's more likely it's not going to. So to then make that your first step in many steps, I don't know. That's why you're disappointed. And then people enter the 58, 57 varieties of grief or something at the airport when they miss that flight because all the plans are dashed. Well, what would you do, Hardy? Well, I go to the airport. I make that flight. If it's canceled, I say, well, that's fine. I didn't have any plans. We'll just see what happens next. You can't live your life that way. You really can live it for a surprisingly long time. It won't go right necessarily, like you said. It won't go according to plans, but then if you're not planning, then that doesn't matter. So it goes according to what it goes according to. But you will surely perish if you don't plan to jump off a cliff or something. No, you'd be surprised. I do uh, plan some things, but I always have contingency plans. And a lot of times those contingency plans are just do the opposite. That way, if the one of the steps doesn't happen, we're good. Go to the uh, airport. Go to the library and return the book. Oh, car won't start. There you go. Don't have to do it was the contingency plan. Don't return the book then. And I don't. This seems irresponsible. I try to be responsible to others. Let's say you call me and you say, Hardy, my basement is flooded with sewage, with human waste and sewage. That's the way you say it. I would say sewage. But I don't know where you're from. Bless your heart, it doesn't matter. If you got poo in the basement and you're a friend, I'm going to come over. We're going to help do this together as much as we can. Then we're going to call the plumber. But let me tell you, those folks are skilled and they don't like the poo cleaning end of it. They would rather say, I want to jump right into welding pipe or something. And they'll do that. And we'll let them. But you don't plan for, do you plan for the pipe to break? Yes, why not? But then just don't make a second step because it might not happen. I do that. Insurance is like that. So I'm planning for the worst, really. There you go. That's good. That kind of follows my rule, because you're planning for something that, that isn't expected to happen, that, but that might happen. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to make plane reservations right now to go to, I'm just going to pick a town, Toronto, and I have no reason to go there right now. But who knows? I might have one. What I make the plane reservation, and then they call me and they say, Hardy, we'd like you to be in Police Academy 8. Which one are they on? 9. 8 or 9. And I say, yes. They, I say, where is it being filmed? And they say, well, they're going to recreate the first one, so Toronto, which I believe is where the first Police Academy was filmed. All my friends, we watched them all together one time, and then the world came to an end. And we knew that would happen, sort of, because you take a risk like that. You don't plan for it, like I said. I am very interested in chess openings, even though I do not play chess. And why is that? Well, I find it a little baffling. Let's say I memorize an opening, like uh, the pork chop opening or something like that. Well, that's well, that's an exceptional one. Don't, don't use that one. Use one that everybody uses. All right, the Merv Griffin offense. So I open with a Merv Griffin offense, and I move my... What if the... The, uh, the opponent is, doesn't want to play Merv Griffin, starts playing some other game. I don't know. Then it becomes an amalgam of a, you've messed it up. Can we do, just do the one opening? And then the game will begin at the point at which we don't know uh, past that we have plans for. That's like vacations are like that. Go to the airport. We have reservations at the hotel. We're going to the park. But then when we get to the park, free play. So that's like a, a chess game. You have an opening that's kind of predictable. But there's no one really playing against you except fate. And they, sometimes fate wants to mix up your room reservation and things like that. What do you do then? When? How do you move your piece then? What is your response? What will be your response? What type of chess player would you be? I would be the type that makes distracting noises or screams. 
Maybe they don't think they let you do that. I wonder why. I think in the future they will. I think in the future probably be hitting too. They'll be hitting. There'll be some contact in chess. <clears throat> just to make it more lively. Well, how they'll get around it is to say, well, this isn't for uh, ranking or anything. This is just an exhibition game. So we'll be playing straight up chess, but then with hitting. Eye poking maybe. So it's just an exhibition game. It'll be a celebrity versus a ninja. And they'll be playing chess. And they'll be hitting one another. Let's plan on seeing that. If that's there when we get there, I'm, we're going to, let's say we're going to have an imaginary trip. Why don't we plan things we know we're not going to do? I love that idea. Oh, this is so fun. Okay, get a pencil. Don't get a pencil and paper because we don't need that. That's the beauty. We can forget immediately. I think that's the great thing about fantasy. People say, what are your fantasies? Hardy, I don't know. I, they're disposed. I forget them immediately. They're like the tape that the Mission Impossible mission is recorded on. Psh, they go away. I don't even remember them. I get fresh ones. That's because I get fresh ones each time. So let me see your orange. So I get, I don't have an orange right now. I just get them when I need to eat one. That way I have a fresh orange all the time. And I'm like that way with uh, ideas and plans and things like that. Well, I'll get one when I get there. I was taught a fighting system called, I'm making this up as I go along. That's the translation. I don't know what it, I forget now what it was in Chinese, but I fell for it. But one of the things I learned is that if you, if a lot of times you don't have to bring a weapon to a fight, it is exactly like going to, um, to go bowling or something. They have, they'll lend you stuff there, like a weapon will be on the scene. So you don't have to have your own bowling ball per se. Um, <clears throat> then you just learn how to. Think on your feet. Not have, that way you don't have to plan ahead. So I'll start planning once the moment calls for it. Okay, what's your what's our plan now? I think that's maybe I learned life skills from cartoons or something. So I'm thinking now, what is this? This is sort of the Sergeant Bilko manner of living your life or something. What do we do now, boss? I'm giving me the time to think. I don't, you know, I I think 